Looking to build on your bachelor's degree? Gain marketable skills, like an understanding of how technology affects business when you earn a master's in management from Georgetown. Get started at choosegeorgetown.com slash MIM. Well, hello. Hello. My name is Willie Lawson. This is Fight Back 2021. I, I am thrilled to, to be behind the microphone. Um, it's, been a, it's been a couple of days, actually. Uh, it's been a few days, been almost a week. Uh, it is Sunday evening. It's um, a little after 10 o'clock. We are doing this live. So if you want to, you know, if you see the notification and you want to join us live here on Spreaker, please do. And check out the chat room. There is a chat room, so you can comment back and forth. And I will see when you comment. If you if you come in if you come into the chat room, just um, say hello, and I'll see that there are folks in the chat room. And then and then and that way you can comment. We're all gonna, we're only going to cover a couple of things tonight. Um, we're going to cover the election, the special election in Texas, uh, congressional district number six, and um, how that turned out. And also, we're going to cover. Um, our plan for destroying racism in America, and um, you know that's, uh, I I think I think it can be you know when it's one of those things like well you know and I and I probably said this too, I don't know if it can be done, but I am pretty sure at this point, I'm pretty doggone sure at this point there are um, a number of ways to make it exponentially better. I mean, exponentially. <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and, and I didn't used to think that, but um, it is becoming clearer and clearer to me that there are ways to make it make this exponentially better. Exponentially. And uh, we're going to talk about that, too, um, this evening. And we're not going to spend we're, we're not going to spend a lot of time. We're not going to waste a lot of time. Of your uh, of your evening on it is Sunday evening again a little after ten about ten fifteen on the east coast of the United States the west coast of Florida so we're not going to spend a bunch of your time we're not going to waste a bunch of your evening because I know a lot of you got to get up and go to work tomorrow uh, I got to get up and go to work but I don't have to get up and go to work until like four in the afternoon so <laughs> you know what I'm saying all right um, again I I trust that you have been well. Um, this week, and and you know, if you like what we do, again, if you're listening on YouTube, especially, uh, if you're if you're checking those out, please subscribe to the channel. Please subscribe to the channel, and um, share, comment. It's the way. It's the best way that we get the word out. Um, we are not going to be able to get the word out through through traditional social media sources. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, what we do on Facebook doesn't matter. What we do on Twitter doesn't matter. What we do on Instagram doesn't matter. What we do on Snapchat, it doesn't matter. What we do on TikTok, uh, the only thing that matters is is that if we help ourselves, you know, take the link to the program and put it in, you know, what in an email to your friends. There you go. Tell your friends about it. Have them show up here. Word of mouth. Word of mouth is the best. You guys know when you find out about that great restaurant in your town, it's because somebody else went there and they liked it. And here's the deal with that. If you like something, there is a really good chance your friends will like it too. Your friends and family will like it too. That's why they're your friends. There you go. Uh, so if you like what we, if you like what we do here, please, please tell other, tell other folks. 
um, go to the website, www.fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com. Check it out. I'm going to try, if I can get out of here before too long, uh, put the um, some items that are in our um, our merchandise store on Teesprings on the website so you can see them there. I have two don't Florida, don't, excuse me, don't California, or don't, excuse me, don't New York, my California t-shirts. I think that a lot of people say they like, a lot of people have seen them and, and viewed them, but we're still waiting for somebody to, you know, to plunk down that debit card. Um, because this is how we're going to continue to um, to stay alive here, to make sure that we um, can afford the the websites and and that kind of thing. So we're, we are trying to raise, a, I'm trying to raise a little cash this week because the Willie Lawson show dot com um, domain has expired and hopefully no one will swoop there, swoop in and get it because it happened before to me um, before Wednesday or Thursday. So if you guys can help out a little bit, that would be great. Um, if you are, you know what, if you're a cash app person, um, uh, fight back media cash app. Yeah, we'll take it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be honest with you. All righty. Um, in Texas, in the great state of Texas, a Trump endorsed candidate, uh, by the name of Susan Wright is now leading the runoff, uh, field in the Texas special election. Uh, Texas Republican Susan Wright advances in the sixth congressional district special election, um, Yesterday, Wright is the front runner to fill the seat vacated by her late husband, former Congressman Ron Wright, Republican of Texas, who died um, of uh, coronavirus complications last year. Uh, the candidates were required to obtain 50 percent or more of the vote in order to avoid a runoff election. Wright received 19 percent of the vote in, a, in the crowded 23 person special election. Uh, that will now head to a runoff. Democrats were shut out of the runoff as of Saturday night's results, with Republican state legislator uh, Jake Elsey coming in second in the field. Democrat Jana Lynn Sanchez, who also ran for the 6th District in 2018, was left in third place and will not advance in the runoff. Democrats will not be able to participate, To uh, will not be able to flip that seat. So that's, for Republicans, that's good news. Uh, and Mrs. Wright is a um, is a Trump endorsed candidate. So uh, so Wright was endorsed by former President Donald Trump to fill the seat previously held by by her husband, who was a staunch supporter of the former president. Uh, Trump won the district by three points in 2020 and 12 points in 2016. So this ought to be this ought to be interesting um, right now. Um Right now, I mean, the the reality of this is right now, if you happen to have the Trump seal of approval, then that that's, that means good things for you. Um, the Trump um, supporters out there are still there. They've been able, you know what, here on, um, on in, in social media, on Facebook and on Twitter and on Snapchat and, you know, all the ones I mentioned before, they have they have managed YouTube even they have managed to erase uh, President Trump's face and his voice, but the people who were inspired by Trump are still out here. They're still out here, and you can call them sycophants. You can call them cultists. You can call them 
whatever you want. They're still they're still out here, and they are as excited about what Donald Trump um, was about with his America First agenda um, as ever. What the, what the left doesn't understand is the more you go after them and you go after Trump, the more it steals their resolve. If they can't have Trump, they, they want everything else Trump. Uh, there was here in the Tampa Bay area, I don't know if you heard about it, but there, you know, we normally, you know, in in February or, or January, whenever it is, yeah, February, January, we, we normally have a um, a local festival called Gasparilla. Uh, Gasparilla is supposed to be this, and I believe that he's a fictional pirate who took over the Tampa Bay area, and we have a parade, um, and it's it's New Orleans, you know, what kind of thing, you know. What do they call that thing in New Orleans? I'll think about it in a second. Yeah, uh, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras kind of kind of thing, and there's all sorts of uh, other things that surround it. There's a Gasparilla Music Festival. There's a Gasparilla Art Festival. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a um, Gasparilla 5K and 8K and half marathon, and there's a lot of Gasparilla themed things that go along that that, that that go along with all of that. And there's also a par- there's also two parades. There's a children's parade. And there's a main parade for Gasparilla, which is the second largest parade in the country. The second largest parade in the country. Um, so it's it's a big deal. Now, for those of you who are from somewhere else and, and you've never heard of it, uh, I, I get it. I understand. There's a lot of stuff where you live that ain't nobody ever heard of either. Um, that's a big deal where you live, but no one's ever friggin' heard of it. So uh, I understand. I understand it's not a big deal if you haven't heard of it, but it's a fairly big deal. It's a reason that they have Super Bowls here because Super Bowl time and Gasparilla time normally coincide and would have this time as well had it not been for the Rona. But in any case, uh, there was a uh, a boat parade because we, uh, you know, because we can't have regular parades because, you know, getting people side by side on, on, on a city street will, you know, be a super spreader event. Uh, but however, you can get in your boat unmasked with a bunch of your friends and cruise up and down the Hillsborough River with flags, Buccaneer flags, um, with uh, Tampa Bay Lightning flags, and whatever. That you can do. That's fine. So a lot of people, you know, decided that they were going to have a parade. I mean, and this this boat parade was planned before they found out that Gasparilla was canceled. And it became what, it, it became nicknamed Trumparella instead of Gasparilla. And there were hundreds of boats on the Hillsborough River going through the city of Tampa um, that uh, had Trump 2024 flags, uh, you know what, make America great, keep America great flags. It was, ra- it was a rather large display of Trump love going on here in um, here here in Hillsborough County in Tampa, Florida. So um, Trump supporters are still there. Trump supporters have not gone away. They have not embarrassed them enough. They have not humiliated them enough. They have not talked bad about them enough. They have not called them enough names to make them go away. So they are still here. So, you know, what Susan, Susan Wright having a Trump endorsement is one of those. Actually, anybody having a Trump endorsement right now, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. 
um, having a Mitt Romney endorsement uh, will do you as much good or a little less good than having my endorsement. A little less good than having mine. <sighs> Anyways, uh, you know, do you, do you guys see that? Um, Mitch was talking to a whole bunch of um, Utah Republicans and got, got booed. Got booed. A former GOP candidate for president of the United States went before a uh, a group of GOP um, people in Utah, his home state, and got booed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if and, and Mitt doesn't think that he is he he not he doesn't think that he's he's you know went in a different place that he stepped out and he is out of touch. That he's out of touch with the base of the party. It's completely out of freaking touch. Uh, so it it looks like with um, her name is Susan Wright. Um, she was able to garner nineteen. Let me make sure I get this number right because some of y'all will be yelling at me. You got a number wrong. Um, again, whoever I mean, if there wasn't going to be a runoff. The winner would have had to got gotten fifty percent plus one of the votes. Uh, Susan Wright managed to get nineteen point two percent of the vote, and and Jake Elsey again a um, a Texas uh, uh, state rep managed to get thirteen point eight percent, tied with well a little more than Lisa. Excuse me, Lisa Sanchez, uh, Jane, Jana Lynn Sanchez, a Democrat who came in third. A Republican, Brian Harrison, was fourth. Sean Lasseter, Democrat, was fifth. And in sixth, and rolling up in sixth place was John Castro, a Republican, with 5.5% of the vote. Lynn Sanchez had 13.4% of the vote. Um, so they are, you know, Democrats... And are really trying to make an impact here. Uh, I think that this maybe not was not the way to do it. They might have had fewer candidates. You know, of all the candidates, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of the twenty-three candidates were Democrats, and maybe they would maybe maybe they could have found a better way to to do that. And consolidated their votes and made a bigger push, but uh, fortunately, fortunately for the rest of us, they did not. There was one independent in the race, Adrian Meisner, uh, Meisner, and there was one libertarian that I see um, in the race, Phil Gray. Let me make sure I got that right too. I don't want to want to piss off libertarians. Good Lord of mercy, a bunch of thin-skinned people. Anyway, uh, oh, there you go. But the but advancing to the runoff are Susan Wright and and Jack Elsey, so we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Uh, now it's just we're going to find out how strong the Trump endorsement is, how strong the seal of approval by Donald Trump actually is. Uh, we have two Republicans vying for this this uh, this U.S. rep seat. In, in the 6th Congressional District of Texas. So we're going to find, we are going to find out. The, the the date for the election has not been set yet. 
I imagine that sometime this week it will be said. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with more of Fight Back 2020 right after these messages. My name is Willie Lawson, and um, you guys know that I do a lot of stuff on the internet. And you may think with um, what's happening on Twitter and what's happening on Facebook and what happened to Parler that um, the mainstream uh, social media sources are really trying to rid themselves of conservative voices. And you'd be right. They most certainly are. Um, but you know what? It isn't as bad as you think it is. It's worse. But there are uh, people who are willing to be platformed for free speech. One of those, one of those places is freedomforum.website. Freedomforum.website. You can go there and speak your mind. So come join us. Enjoy the freedom. Enjoy the fun. If you are a true blue conservative, Small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 68. 35 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. DBCTampa.com, a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com.
And my name is Willie Lawson. And this All righty. Thank you ever, ever, ever so much for uh, for spending some time with us today. Again, my name is Willie Lawson, and this is uh, Fight Back 2021. We appreciate you being here. Uh, and again, if you are for listening to this on YouTube, click that subscribe button. You know what? Ding that um, that notification bell. That way, you know when we are about ready to do something like this. We we'll really, really appreciate it. All right. Let's see. For the remainder of the time um, this evening, I want to lay out my plan to, if not eliminate, to squash most of racism in America. It has been, you know, racism is something that is in the heart of man and it is part of the great evil and in my in my belief is part of the part of the fall. It's part of all that Adam did wrong. I mean, it's part of the fall. And um is part of what what the devil wanted for humanity all along because it brings out the absolute worst in the human spirit. Uh, so I think it's from there, but you know what? So there may not be a way to completely eliminate it, but I think that in, in America we could do, we can go a long, long way to, to, to stepping on the head of racism in America. Are you ready? Write this down. Cancel the left. Cancel white liberals. Cancel white liberals. You know, at 60 years old, um, being black, I know you, you couldn't tell because of my melodious tones. You could not tell. And, and because I speak the language pretty well, I actually put, you know, a lot of the consonants at the end of words, when you say the end of words, there's an S at the end of words and a D at the end of end. The word want has a T at the end, not won't. I ain't hating on, I'm not, I'm, I'm not hating on anyone. I'm not, but you maybe, maybe you couldn't, maybe you didn't know. Maybe you didn't know, but now you know. Uh, being a black man, um, growing up in the South for basically all of, all, uh, all of my life, we moved here to the the, um, the West Central Florida area in 1967. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you that racism, especially racism uh, from from white white people against black people and Hispanic people was a lot more in the open for sure. I mean, there isn't, I I wish there was a way to say that, that it wasn't true, but it was. What are you doing in one hour? Drizzly, you're getting your favorite beer, wine, and spirits delivered right to your door from Drizzly. Drizzly is the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your doorstep in under 60 minutes. Right now, Drizzly is giving new customers $5 off their first order with code FAST5. Go download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. 
That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com. And use promo code FAST5 for $5 off your first order. It's true. I've told the story many times about getting um, a cigarette burn on the back of my hand uh, thanks to uh, a Tampa City Police, you know, a City of Tampa police officer uh, when I was accused when I was 12 years old of stealing contact lens cleaner at the local Woolworth. Woolworth. <laughs> Woolworth. Part of my Saturday routine after going to the library on Saturday afternoon was I would stop by the Woolworth store, five and dime, poke around for a little bit, grab a payday candy bar on my way back to the bus stop to go home at the end of the afternoon. That was my Saturday routine. This one Saturday, I was in the store like I was every Saturday. I never said anything to anybody. I kept I kept to myself. Believe it or not, I was a fairly shy kid. I didn't like to talk. <laughs> I changed. Um, but then I was in the store and I was, and then suddenly there was a large male hand on me. I was shocked to say the least. I was afraid. And then I turned and saw that he was a police officer. And then he said, where is it? And you know what? I, I thought at one point that I said, I don't know what you're talking about, but as I, I look back at it now, I don't think I said anything. You know, as I relive that again and again, I don't think I said anything to him. It wasn't because I was smart then and I knew never talk to the cops and never say a word. I, it wasn't that. I think I was, I was too afraid. I didn't say anything. And I, and there was a woman, uh, and a, a white woman, you know, of course I'm going to say older white woman, but when you're 12, 11 or 12 years old, everybody, no matter what, everybody looks 60, right? Everybody looks like your grand. I mean, everybody who's an adult looks like your grandparents. So I don't know how, I don't know how old she was. She seemed older. <clears throat> she said, I saw him take it. I saw him take it. And he said, where is it? And I don't think I said anything. Now, I noticed after a second or two that my left hand was hurting. Was it my left hand? No. My right hand was hurting. Now, this was, again, back in 1971, 72. There was no Clean Indoor Air Act. This police officer who was either off-duty or I'm not sure what the deal was. I think he was off-duty working security there. That's my guess now. I don't know. Again, I was 11 or 12. I don't know. But I, but I remember he was a city of Tampa police officer. He wasn't some whackin' hut dude. He wasn't a security guard. He was a cop. He had a gun to hold nine. And he was smoking a cigarette. And the cigarette was in the hand that he grabbed my right hand with. And it was burning me. And I didn't say anything. I didn't yell. I didn't scream out. And it wasn't because I was being tough. 
I was scared. And then, and then he grabbed me by the shoulder and he walked me to the back room, the back office. And I guess what they did, because again, I don't know, was they filled out a trespass thing that prevented me from coming in the store. And they told me that you can't come in here anymore. If you come in, if you come here anymore, you will be arrested. I was pretty scary when you're 11, talking about being arrested and being put in jail, right? That's pretty damn scary. Now, let me give you an idea of what I looked like then. So 11, I had a head full of hair, big afro for an 11-year-old. I wore glasses. Black plastic glasses. I was super nerd, I, and I was I was like a match, like a match with a big black matchstick on on, on you know on my head. Because I was super skinny, which I got over. <laughs> I changed that. Um, so I was I was not a physical threat to anyone at that point. That's for sure. I was skinny, but I was slow, so I couldn't run from you either. Okay. And um, and I'm going to tell you, I'd never even seen a contact lens. I'd heard of them because there were some girls in my school at the time, some white girls at my school that that said that they had, they were having problems. I remember them mentioning contact lenses and I sort of figured out what they were. I'd never seen one. I didn't know that they had a stuff, some stuff that you clean them with. I had no idea what contact lens cleaner even was as I am wearing these big glasses. I'd never seen a contact lens. I know that I'd never seen one. I'd never, I'd never held one in my hand. I'd never seen somebody take one out and show it to me. I'd never seen one. Ever. So, was these were these people just mis, this woman just mistaken? Possibly. Did this uh, did this police officer overreact? Definitely. Was I injured? Most certainly. Do I have a scar from it now? Yes. Still, it reminds me of the story. I don't know if. That woman or that police officer were, were were leftist Democrats or not? I don't know. But what I have found out is that things improved. Things here in the South improved during that time. There was a beginning of, and I'm, I know I'm rattling on, but this is but this is important. Um, was the beginning of integration in schools. So around the country, there was a lot of you know, a lot of hell going on. And what I remember, and put in the comments if you remember this, a lot of the problems were not in the South. A lot of the problems were in places like Boston. I remember watching video of people in Boston, adult 
white adult in Boston throwing rocks and bottles at busloads of black children. Hmm. And was Boston a, you know, Republican stronghold? No. It, it wasn't. It has. It never has been. It's always been a liberal Democrat stronghold, and it, as it is today. I was listening to someone on the radio today, and 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 it was Kevin Jackson. You guys might know Kevin Jackson, and Kevin made a great point that all of these things that we are seeing, all these police shootings, all these things that we are seeing. That are, that, uh, that are fomenting the race baiters are happening where? They're happening in places that are supposed to be um, leading the way on race relations. All led by leftist progressive Democrats. These, I mean, this stuff ain't, I mean, this stuff ain't happening in... Florida in the deep dark south run by um, Republicans conservatives all these war all the worst of these things are happening in cities cities large cities that are run by the very same people who are lecturing the rest of us on how to navigate, negotiate the the brave new world of race relations that are, you know what, making sure that they're checking our speech, they're asking people to check their privilege, and a lot of this, and, and, and it just may be because I'm older, is coming out of the mouths of young white liberals. Story time was at a local coffee shop a number of years ago, not too long ago, less than 10 years ago. And um, the, the, there was a conversation that came up with, and I, I mentioned the phrase Johnson's war on the poor. And I triggered this guy, white fella, probably in his 30s. And he said, what do you mean? I mean, it wasn't Johnson's war on poverty. It was actually Johnson's war on the poor. When we're talking about creating a welfare state, putting people who were former homeowners and these basically these new this new reservations, high rise reservations, these planned communities that ended up being some of the most violent, dangerous places in the city. These city planners had done, and these weren't, again, these were northern cities, for the most part, northern cities, run by liberal Democrats, treating black people like pets, treating poor people like pets. Separating families, literally separating families, making it hard for people to get assistance, making it hard for people to get assistance if there was a male in the house. Hmm. Yes. 
So a lot of males had to had to leave their homes to make sure that their children and their wives or girlfriends or whatever could get public assistance. So they made sure that they could replace the black man in the family with government. This was not by mistake. This was not coincidence. The way to destroy the black family and the black race in America was to destroy it it at the nuclear family level. And unfortunately, this plan worked very well. And we are still suffering from it today. We are still suffering the collateral damage from it today. In every single solitary way. Plans by white Democrats, white liberals. There, I mean, I wish there was. I wish there was another way to put this. I, I, I wish, and you know what? And I wish I wasn't right. And I wish I wasn't right. Now I know this guy is kind of on the out right now, but George Bush said it. George W. said that. The left uses the bigotry of, of low expectations. The whole idea is, I know you can't do it because of 400 years of slavery. And, you, and, and I'll be your ally and I'll help you. I can help you. So when I say, no, I don't need your help. Thank you very much. Why don't you do me a favor and shut, and shut your damn mouth and go sit down somewhere. Which is basically what Tim Scott did in his reaction to Joe Biden's um, joint uh, con- you know joint houses of Congress speech when talking about um, the ridiculous concept of institutionalized racism institutionalized racism in America so on Twitter things like Uncle Tim sort of a sort of Uncle Tom thing was trending on Twitter for hours. Hours. And pushed mostly by who? Liberal white people. Young liberal white people. Anyway, that story, um, that, that young man at the coffee shop looked at me and, and asked me this question. He said, you don't seriously, is what he said to me, you don't seriously think that black people be, would be as far ahead as they are now had it not been for Lyndon Johnson. I was stunned. I was stunned for a moment. I was actually stunned. I know it's hard to believe that I was speechless. But I was, but only for a moment. I said, no, what I actually believe is that black people will be much, much further ahead had it not been for one, for the, one of the most racist presidents in the history of America and his racist policies. The only, the only reason why Johnson signed the um, 1964 um, Civil Rights Bill because he he said he said it himself. If we do this, we'll have them damn niggers voting for us for fifty years. That's why he did it. 
and if they and if black people vote for them, then they can continue to do what they were planning on doing in the first place, and it would be endorsed by the the black the black electorate. It is amazing how awful and insidious, cruel white white liberal and white liberal Democrats have been to the black community for the past 100 years, longer than that probably, and how it continues to work. That young man didn't have any, anything that ticked in him that maybe he shouldn't have said that to me. I wasn't 60 at the time. I was 50 at the time. That me, but I was I was older than him, and I doggone sure I had been black longer, <laughs> longer than him. So it is. I've come to the conclusion, especially after you see how white liberal America treats Tim people like Tim Scott. I'm not a fa- quite frankly a fan of hers for all sorts of reasons. You guys know that but the way that white liberals treat Candace Owens and other uh, political black leaders that have decided that they are not going to buy into what the Democrats are selling. Even even some of the names that I've been called. Things that people have said about me on social media. The whole Uncle Ruckus, Uncle Tom, Bootlicker, all that stuff. Mostly, not entirely, but mostly propagated or are, are, are pushed towards me by liberal white kids. Are you serious? My question always is, so since when, so how is it possible that you've been black in America longer than me? So how do you just ignore my experience? Because their agenda means more than my experience. Their virtual signaling means more than my true to life experience. Because they treat black people like pets. And that's racist as hell. So if we could just cancel them, if we could just cancel MSNBC, uh, we can just cancel CNN. We can just cancel the New York Times, Washington Post, LA Times, and a bunch of these people in Congress who are race baiters and racists in the Democrat Party. If we could just get rid of them. And then we could start doing what um, Charles Barkley said we ought to be doing. Shared that news, how painful it was. Yeah, but the one thing I took out of that piece was, man, I think most white people and black people are great people. I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. 
they divide and conquer. I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people, but we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like, like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's, let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. Charles Barkley is not a hero. Charles, Charles Barkley is not a conservative or a Republican by any stretch of the imagination. But Charles Barkley is not wrong. I don't agree with everything that Charles Barkley has to say. As a matter of fact, I don't have to agree with everything um, that he has to say. And I'm sure he doesn't agree with nearly anything that I have to say. And that's fine. But this statement that he made uh, on air is not wrong. White liberal Democrats want you to ignore what you see. They want you to ignore your friends that are in bi who are in biracial or mixed marriages or mixed mar or mixed relationships they want you to ignore what you're seeing they they want you to ignore the number of minorities that get promoted um the mi number of minority bo bosses that you've had at your job the number of minority teachers and professors that you've had in your education they they want you to ignore the advances of minorities in America they want you to, to not see it although it's right in your damn face every day. They want you to believe it's not going on. They want you to believe that it's 1954, that they want you to believe that it's freaking Mississippi burning every day. And it isn't. It isn't. It's not perfect. Not by a long stretch. And it's not going to be. Why? Because people suck. Generally speaking, people suck. If not for God, people suck. If I was going to do a one-sentence summary of the Bible, it would be, without, God said, without me, you suck. And that's and and for me that's the truth for sure because it's the truth. So this is why we have some of this stuff. But right now, if we could just eliminate, we could just cancel the left, the white liberal Democrats. We could just cancel them. Not pay attention to what they say. We'll be much better off. We'll be able to almost eliminate racism in America. Thank you for coming to Fight Back 2021. We appreciate you. Until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care. And again, if you are listening to this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Click that notification bell so you know, know when we post. And uh, we will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now.
No great adventure ever started with, so there I was on the couch. Adventures should be fun, adventures should be rugged, adventures should take you someplace new. And if you ask me, there's no better place to start your adventure this spring than at your local Honda dealer, where new Hondas are arriving daily. Check out the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, Accord, Civic, and more. So you can stay on the couch if you want to, but I'm going to find adventure in a new Honda. Hurry into your local Honda dealer before they're gone. Enterprise isn't just one of the world's largest transportation providers. We're a committed team, helping you get to what matters most. Your family, your livelihood, and your next adventure. Getting you there begins with our employees, who are motivated to make a difference for you every day. Around the world and around the corner, in neighborhoods like yours. Connecting you to all the places you love. That's Enterprise. Enterprise.